funding is not just about money look a business need so much more than money money right. is a by product of what you put literally mm-hmm. every believe with ideas has wings uh, there is nothing that is not possible you can try mm-hmm. anything and it's so fascinating you can make your life for what you set your mind Last week I was invited by Nusair Yasin the founder of Nas Daily to attend a meetup where he picked up 200 people out of 10000 to connect and talk to one another these were techies content creators i was delighted to be part of this group and the most interesting thing was that everybody who was there had done something believed in something contributed by creating a business in a certain manner and just to listen to their stories and observe them and understand why they think the way they do allowed me to learn and grow and absorb so much you know so many times we think our problems are unique and we cannot find the answers immediately but that day one of my my beliefs got reinforced that if you talk to people who are ahead of your learning curve you can simply ask them the questions that you're stuck with And that's what happened i asked so many people the questions that i'm trying to find answers to and they already have gone through that that problem that challenge and they freely very generously answered my questions told me the resources i could look at and and that help you grow as a person as an entrepreneur as a startup founder in all all directions so if you're still waiting to do something like this do not wait just go and talk to the experts who have done something that you're willing to do Oh this was my personal sharing but let's get started with our conversation for the day. Hi there welcome to Absolutely Right India's only podcast show based on graphology and dedicated to leadership. On this show we invite high performers people who have done something in a different manner unique manner and try and decode their mindset to understand why do they think the way they do. Our guest on the show today is the CEO and founder of Pinkley Daisy Tanwani. After 14 years of experience in the corporate world she decided to start her own business around 5 years ago. This made an India lifestyle brand called Pinkley which is dedicated to women fashion and their other requirements was considered as one of the seven most impactful small businesses globally at World Economic Forum by Facebook in 2020. Isn't that fascinating for an entrepreneur to actually receive that kind of recognition? As I talked to Daisy you'll realize she's this fearless, experimental, curious person who's questioning the norm all the time. And that didn't happen because she turned into an entrepreneur. That was always her case as a young child, as a teenager, as a young adult, and now as an entrepreneur. You know, sometimes some traits that we have in our personalities they do not find right space and we feel we are extra, we are too much. but when they find the right platform you absolutely simply find your groove and cannot stop growing this conversation with daisy tanwani felt as if i have known her forever it felt like a conversation you have with a friend there are many takeaways for any entrepreneur female leader someone who really wants to grow beyond the hustle do check out keep your notepad ready so that you can look at your own handwriting and make notes of things that Daisy going to tell us let's get started hi Daisy welcome to absolutely right thank you Aditi for having me here so i heard that you write quite a bit but writing a sample wasn't that easy why was that <laughs> the case yeah i think 
uh, I don't write like I don't physically write. Mm -hmm. I write on my computer and on my phone. So I don't write on the paper. So it was very, very good. Uh, it's just that, that the pen was not moving freely, uh -huh. you know? And yeah. uh, also, I, I think I really like perfection. Like I like things to go a certain way. And then, right. you know, I would write three words and I'm like, okay, I started off well, then one word went this way. Okay, I'm going to start again. So I was just not being able to complete one line in a certain slant, I would like it to be. Right. And finally, I just gave up. I'm like, okay, I have to give this. So I'm just going to write and, and give it to you. <laughs> Yeah. And that was just the perfect sample because, you know, most of the time, because we do not write, we believe that I have forgotten writing or the skill of writing that has that ancient thing that we used to do. That is my struggle. But actually, it's not, you know, it's about the body mind coordination. And so many times our thoughts go all over the place. We have our mind being full of things and picking one thought or writing that physically, we can't multitask with it. While typing, you still have an option of multitasking. While physically writing, you don't have that choice. So we, as a generation, we're forgetting how to monotask. And that's why writing becomes such a difficult task for most of us. It's so true. That's actually a very, very relevant observation. Yeah. So here we are. I have your handwriting sample with me. For our listeners, uh, just, just if you're listening it for the first time, we ask our guests to write one page of I like say 10 lines of their own handwriting on an unruled sheet of paper because when you do not have any rules or uh, you know the the guidelines to go about it actually becomes more difficult and the real personality comes out on our show the biggest the most important idea that we have is to decode the minds of these high performers and to know what exactly goes behind in all the phenomenal decisions risky decisions and also extremely difficult decisions that they make as a child, you liked writing or you never enjoyed writing? Oh, I love writing. I, I actually have won so many competitions because of writing. So much so that I used to look for opportunities where I could go and flaunt my handwriting. I've done rotary <laughs> clubs, I've, I've done inter-school competitions. I used to have the perfect slant, you know, the perfect slant handwriting. And I used to be actually very proud of my handwriting, more so because my parents used to show off my handwriting. Um, okay. uh, I don't know how it just evolved from being from there <laughs> to being the insects that they are now. Yeah. <laughs> so I always feel that when, when somebody has uh, this disconnected writing, which is, you know, not the, the cursive style, the one which we learn in school, talks about the person's creative and free-minded thinking. That also brings in wanting to question the norms and go beyond a certain structure that is given. And if somebody has a very regulated writing, they love to follow the rules, they love to be in that structure, follow the systems given to them. So if you have moved from that to this, I believe you have also gone through an internal journey somewhat similar to this. Yeah, uh, I have actually. Um, I hate rules. I've always hated rules. Um, uh, I've always looked for ways how to, uh, how to question more than what was, you know, just told. And, uh, and sometimes that has landed me in trouble, but most of the times it's rewarded ever since I was a child. Uh, but I went to a convent school, an all girls school. Okay. Uh, which by itself is a very regulated environment. Okay. 
right? Uh, I come from a small city, so uh, you are living with certain regulations. Uh, thankfully, I come from a house that's not that conservative, yet your overall structure is like that. Even with education, you have very streamlined choices. You know, you either take humanities, you either take commerce, or you take sciences. There is nothing in between. You know, uh, mm -hmm. nobody gives a, a damn about design, you know, extracurricular and, you know, those, those are not seen as, as career options. Career, right. Uh, the time that I come from at that point, I mean, girls, 90%, it was like, they will go ahead and get married. So, uh, or, mm -hmm. or, you know, the, the ambitious ones will go and become doctors and engineers, but there is a huge right. chunk in between, you know, that completely is ignored in that kind of so um, uh, that's the place I come from. And then, but after that, I chose to do a degree in media and journalism. I came to Bombay. I studied in Bombay. And that's when I think I really started realizing my potential. I start, started getting a place to express what I want to do. And after that, also the jobs that I have taken are jobs that involve expression in some way or the other, including Pinkley right now. Pinkley, I think, is the mm -hmm. height of expression. Like the, the reason wow. I started Pinkley, one of the reasons was because I'm like, oh, I can do so much. You know, mm -hmm. um, I can do so much in building. It's not just the creative part of it. Okay, I, I love design. I can design. But um, other than that, there's so much more that goes into building a business, right? It's, it's, very, it's a very creative process to build something. So I feel that, uh, and, and also, uh, today uh in 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 the startup world that we are in you know literally mm -hmm. everybody with ideas has wings uh there is nothing that is not possible you can try mm -hmm. anything and it's so fascinating just before getting into this call i was sitting in a google analytics meeting for two hours and it was just so fascinating the behavior and mm -hmm. like, okay, how are you going to do why that is happening the hypotheticals then supporting it with numbers mm -hmm. and then doing something about it it's, it's a very very satisfying creative process so yeah i love how you said that building a business is a creative process because most startup founders would talk about it as a stressful process a challenging process but creative and absolutely to build something out of nothing and nurture that that like a child and i know that requires attention that requires multiple ways in which you are stretched personally nobody has ever told me this as a creative process it is you know it is even problem solving is a creative process um, yeah. there is uh, there are very few problems for which solutions are given in platters uh, <laughs> some people think in numbers some people yeah. think in graphs uh, some people think in colors some people think in words uh, but at the end of the day, everybody's trying to find a solution, right? And right. that's and, and to get to that thing. So it is a creative and and I think I think one of the reasons I enjoy building things. I love building. It's not business. I just love building, you know. Uh, I'm constantly looking for interior spaces. We change our house structure every like house <laughs> interiors every three years because it's fun. Just. You know, it's challenging, <laughs> but it's fun. So you do it only because you can, as simple as that. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I can and I will, or I will and I can. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> so when they look at your signature, you write the letter D, and then there are, uh, is it only your name? Is it your name and your surname? What is the formation there? It's my name and surname. And it used to be a full signature, okay? 
uh, I, I wish I could show you. It's on my PAN card because the PAN card is being shifted. So uh, it used to be a full signature. You could see it. It was way longer. And uh, but the stroke is the same. The D remains the same. It's a it's okay. a still a heavy-handed D. Uh, so basically, D has my name in it, and the and the stroke that you see down. It used to be a full form than one. So that has gone to become that, and and I haven't tried it. It's just happened, and there was there was a phase where you know all banks started rejecting my checks until they came to believe this is it. You know, so this yeah. Is, now it is not going back to the old one. We have to yeah, accept. Yeah, I can't. I try. I can't. So maybe this is it. We're living with this. Yeah. Okay. So anybody who has the first letter of their signature, especially the first name, first letter of their name as a big letter, these people love to. express themselves clearly they take a stand and even if that stand means upsetting certain people basically bold stand in whichever way now these people and i'm saying these people because also for our listeners to connect anybody with that style will get recognition for the work that they do mainly because they know how to command their position they would not let people stamp over them walk around all over them that won't happen now the other side of it is concentrating for many like you know for a long hour or actually getting into complete detail and staying there without being creative will become difficult for these people now where am i coming from that one single choice of that first letter being larger than others and also being as you know as a signature kind of formation or a stroke says a lot about the person especially because it represents you the person who is signing other parts of the signature would talk about the family the work style all of that but that first letter matters so much because it is connecting to you as a person you know the way i see it is that uh, you yourself okay uh, is valuable to each of us people some people express it some people don't express it right uh, but everything we do is about us you know some people can be so giving that they that they get that high in that giving but it is eventually about them is what i believe you know i have met all kinds of people i feel everybody is looking out for themselves in some way or the other but then there are people who have a very uh, heightened sense of saying that you know oh i uh, you know i believe in this and i'm going to be scared about it and i'm going to talk about it and yes i fall in that zone. so uh you know i have opinions and uh, and, and i make sure uh, it's not it will be wrong to say i'm scared or i'm not scared to express them i make sure that they are heard or i say <laughs> you know i don't i don't keep it to myself especially if i feel that there is something uh, something i believe that it is the right thing to say or right thing mm. to do so yes that's correct and and uh, and i do that and and Honestly, that has been the case for as long as I remember. I'll give you an example, a story rather. Uh, uh, when um, when I wanted to study outside Jaipur after twelfth standard, my father said, "Why do you want to do that?" I said, "Because uh, I don't believe in the in 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 just you know putting blinders and you know going from a uh, it's not about going to a co-education environment. It's about knowing more things." And I find. Uh, when you put me in this school, you thought that's the best choice. But after fourteen years, I realized that for my growth, I need to see more things for myself and experience more things for myself. Mm-hmm. And for that, I would like to be on my own. 
So my father said, okay, go to Delhi. We have relatives there. I said, exactly why I don't want to go to Delhi. You didn't hear the part. I want to be on my own. Right. I want to go to the city. So I said, Bombay. They said, no, no, it's dangerous. There is this in Bombay. There's that in Bombay. And I said, that's fine. I'll go there. And uh, I came to Bombay. And, uh, you know, I didn't apply in Jaipur. I didn't apply in Delhi. LSR was something that I could have gotten through for my numbers and all of that. I didn't apply. I came to, I came to uh, Bombay and uh, I said, there is only one course I want to do. Okay. I want to do a uh, bachelor's of mass media because of so-and-so and all of that. And I also want to go to this one course. Now look at the okay. odds. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one college and that is through entrance. It's not through math. So, you are really pinning your entire future prospects there, you know. But I gave my father such a big reasoning on why I want to <laughs> and why I think that's the right thing to do uh, that he said, okay, go do it, you know. And then after that, when we did that, when I did that course, in the final year, we had to make a choice between journalism and advertising. My father said, make the choice that everybody's made, which is advertising right. and PR. <laughs> there were a total of eight people in that entire batch who wanted to journalism, so much so that people... I mean, courses used to be all over the world. I said, no, I want to do it. He said, yeah. what are you going to do about? I said, no, this is what I want to do. He said, it's going to be dangerous. I said, we'll see that. And, you know, for six months, we didn't speak and all of that. But I okay. finally made him realize that why I want to do it. Mm-hmm. And after that, after doing journalism, I wanted to change fields again. So then he said, please decide what do you want to do? I said, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just saying that, you know, yes, I have opinions. And I have very strong opinions on every matter. And I am not scared to talk about them, to discuss them with anybody and everybody who matters at that point in time. That's wonderful. That's beautiful. You know, I think the whole aspect of you being fearless about what you choose and actually sticking your guns, making sure that you walk through the, the discomfort of trying what you believe in not knowing whether it will be correct or incorrect, uh, what future holds, but just believing what goes inside your mind. You know, like most people like stop themselves from taking risks only because they're like, what if what I'm thinking right now might not come true in the future? How do you process that? You know, Aditi, I really want to live life having fun. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know what is the other way to play. <laughs> uh, you know, I think about it a lot. It's very personal, but I'm telling you, I think about it a lot. I'm like, okay, today if I were to die, you know, uh, and uh, um, what will I be telling myself? And my answer is, I had a good life. Hmm. You know, if I had to really write something, you know, I get to know I have a terminal disease or something, and I'm dying, and I want to tell you something about it, what I'll tell you is that I lived life as per my choices. There is nothing Aditi, I have done <laughs> in 37 years of my life that I have not chosen. Wow. From the wow. color of my socks. <laughs> <laughs> and I am so proud. Mm-hmm. It's the biggest accomplishment. And from where I come, wow. where girls are married off at 18, and their marriages are set. I have lived a free will life for all that. For, and that matters. Okay, it's by God's grace. I'm sitting in this office. I have a little bit money. 
uh, I live a comfortable life, I get to travel, all of it. But again, A, I made it all for myself. Nobody's contributed one bit to it. Of course, people have contributed in making you up, but nobody's really, you know, these are my choices. So now these things can have a flip side also, which they've had. Listen, five years back when I started thinking, I had to leave my Bandra house because I knew we couldn't afford it in the near future. And I had I had not known anything else other than this, this locality and moved to a very far off suburb because I knew what we are looking at and I know how I lived that far. Right. Yeah. You know, we downsize everything, everything. And everybody may say, oh, these are the privileged people problems. No, no. <laughs> Choosing to downsize your life is not yes. a privileged people Absolutely. problem. You have to be a little cracked to do that. You know, right. but I it's agree a completely. choice I made, mm-hmm. and 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 uh, so that fearlessness uh, is required when you so when you're just determined. Your life's motive is ki mereko koi nahi bataega kya karne ka. You know, mm-hmm. I am going to do it. Of course, I'm going to hear you, and I'm not mm-hmm. one of those uh, junkies who's going to go and you know, no, no. But but my choices are mine for the good or for the bad. And and tomorrow when things derail. When things go bad, which is what they do, even in business, right? Our life is 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 a is a is a collection of everyday successes, and, right. and things go wrong. And I'm like, okay, I signed, I did this, I signed up. You know? <laughs> so, uh, so, so it's just that that I want to do things. There's one life, mm. and I don't, I don't <laughs> like it. I hate it. You know, I can't stop myself from looking at your handwriting to find why probably you behave like this. Now, there is one stroke in the writing, which is very important. We, we find like there are 52 styles in which you write lowercase letter T. In your case, there are two distinct styles. One where you cut the horizontal line at the top of the letter, which means that you're always futuristic. You keep thinking about at least seven or 10 years down the line, how your one action would impact the business, the life, the people around you, and you won't fret about it, but you always have that on your radar to just see which way am I going? How will it impact? How will it impact? And the other side is where the horizontal line is extremely long, horizontally stretched. And that is the sign of willpower. Anybody with a long T-bar shows that they have extreme willpower to fight through all that comes. Now, is it easy? Absolutely not. Is it always like, oh, with my willpower, I can move mountains? Not really. It has its own, you know, ups and downs and you have to really be the uh, persuasive one, the the one who can like smile in the middle of a grind. But you have figured your way and the fact that you are honest to yourself and you stick to what you believe in gives you the strong, I think the biggest strength here to fight whatever comes your way. You know, I'm a seven-month born child. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the is, fight uh, began right there. Yeah. So, you know, I believe, and after that also, my entire life has been, see, uh, while I come from a set of parents who always wanted me to study, do things and all of that, but at the same time, I come from a construct where uh, girls are meant to be married. Right. You know, they're meant to be married. They're meant to be uh, you know, taking care of homes and all. And here I was who refused to go to the kitchen. Not out of, I said, I okay. I'm going to do my own thing. I want to go do this. I want to go do that. I want to go yeah. talk about this. And, you know, um, uh, and uh, so, so the thing is that, yeah, 
you know so i think i've been a fighter since i was born i remember uh, there was this uh, there was this uh, so so unicef used to have these local uh, you know chapters in every city and mm-hmm. i was part of one of the chapters and there was something happening on world aids day and i had prepared a speech that i had to say in front of about 3500 a uh, group of 3500 students and there were these sisters nuns from a convent sitting and all of that um, and my father was also there would come to watch me and uh, you know i had prepared this and not recited it to anybody before i went to the stage and i went to the stage and i said sex 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 you know and you had to see okay okay i was trying to to i was basically uh, that was how i got yeah attention but what i was trying to say that it is not a bad word you know mm. and for an 11th standard convent <laughs> girl to say that was quite a shock when of the course. when the thing got over everybody clapped and i'm like okay my dad said okay whatever good job i mean he couldn't say anything after that and sisters were like you know uh, one of the nuns took me aside and said you could have said your message in a more i said that was the appropriate manner you know <laughs> so, and and stuff like that so i have always been pushing 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 uh, against the norm Okay, in 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 uh, and and to do that, no, you need to stand up for yourself, and to stand up for yourself, and to claim your own place, um, uh, you have to have. Uh, otherwise, otherwise, uh, somebody else is going to push way for you, right? I mean, it's the it's 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 how I see it. Either you pave the path for yourself, uh, and there will Or- be. there will be scorching heat there will be rain there will be floods there will be tsunami and you still as are paving way for yourself because you want to see a certain direction or you let somebody else pave the way for you in that way you don't need that kind of power so i think that's how i see it and yeah on today's stroke of graphology i would like to talk about the three zones in which the writing is divided the upper the middle and the lower the upper zone is about how you think the middle zone is about how you go about your practical everyday activity and the lower zone talks about your financial physical sexual needs and that is about the desire to go and achieve now all these three zones are crucial but today i want to specifically talk about the middle zone if i have to look at english alphabet and break this then i would say all the letters a u o all of them make the middle part of the writing and that's why they're part of the middle zone whereas all tall letters like b h t without the central or the middle part make the upper zone and the lower loops like y g and j you know the extension that come down they make the lower zone now all these three things are simpler for you to visualize and look at but the middle zone is an interesting aspect you know all of us require everyday practical requirements to go about our day but if the middle zone is predominated what does that mean that means the upper zone which are the loops are really really short and even the lower zone which is the y and g loops are also really really short and large part of the attention the focus of the writing is on the middle zone if that happens then the person is driven by everyday practical day to day issues like roti kapda and makan and in that roti kapda and makan they want to make everything really really significant and important have you seen people who spend 80% of their time of the day just beautifying keeping their house or their clothes or anything food 
in a nicer manner like there are a few communities in india and I, this writing may not be applicable but just to give you a context they genuinely spend time in creating lot of designed work for their everyday stuff like gujaratis will have, will have that little rumal or a, a handkerchief on their rotis but that rumal would also be embroidered now that kind of detailing on everyday basis or things which are your regular things talk about your attention on these activities these people do not like too much of discussion about creative intellectual spiritual ideas they also do not like to move around and physically go and take efforts and you know do things for the heck of it they enjoy their maintaining of the work imagine a person like this working in your office taking care of your admin department or taking care of all the filing or taking care of all the food and all the recreational part of it they enjoy doing these activities so but someone with predominated middle zone doing activities that require lot of attention to these day to day activities they can actually find their fulfillment so go ahead look at handwriting samples of your team members and discover what could be the nice thing that they do because they are predominantly middle zone next week we'll talk about some other aspect of graphology because there are 800 permutation and combinations that make every single writing so do tell me if you find something like that my email id is write w r i t at aditisarana.com if you want to learn graphology in detail you can know more about it on my website aditisarana.com check out the learn graphology segment our next batch will be starting soon let's get back to our conversation with daisy because she has so many interesting things to share with us so daisy over to you what questions do you have for me so one of the things is that my god there is this hyper thinking happening all the time too many thoughts all the time you know too many things okay i have to do this i have to do that i have to do that and by the end of it i'm so exhausted and I, i'm like okay you know how to train my mind to say okay you know what there are 10000 things you want to do daisy but you know what let's do five to uh, you being you you have tried multiple things to just get your mind to to be trained uh, is, is there something that you have tried and that has worked something that you have tried that hasn't worked for you i try a lot of list making okay okay uh, uh yeah i try a lot of list and list making takes me to a week like a week max huh? i'll keep to it <laughs> the seventh day it okay. comes falling like house of cards <laughs> so i do that okay so uh, have you heard of this technique called mind mapping mm, yes i have heard but you would like to know so generally when when uh, leaders think about mind mapping they start with like the central theme of say how many department do i have to pay attention to so in your so you write it at the at the center of the page and you draw all the branches all around and you write all the other things that you want say departments for, for in your case so you wrote all the departments then you go in that one department and say what i do i have to do in this month in this week in that one particular department and you create a list of it so i was teaching this whole to do management kind of a conversation to our mental gym participants and i kept telling them that the brain is not a space for us to store information brain is a creative processing unit so if we start storing information or if we do not write it somewhere else then it becomes an overload on the system and after some time it starts bothering you 
clarity is not only about what you need to do, but it's about why you need to do it. Any space that you have clarity, you absolutely start plugging things and you just get them done in moments. And you are the action hero like that. You execute things like that in, in moments. But when you don't have clarity is where the problem happens. So I look at every moment of confusion as an opportunity to understand that I'm not clear here. So if something is confusing you, you know, over and over again, and by confusion, it could be this choice or that choice. Now, the clarity is not only in the data, is in knowing what do I want to create. Knowing you because you're so passionate about everything, you can't delegate the whole part of it because you believe that, oh, what if they do not have the vision the way I have? And you delegate as much as you can. But you got to definitely sit down and bring in your clarity every now and then. So with leaders, I saw mind mapping works beautifully because you sit down and you write everything that you need to. And when you're doing that process, the newer ideas that you get, they go in those sections. So while thinking, you're sorting things. If you make one long to-do list, it becomes like a space for someone to get completely lost because you're like, okay, but now I want to do this also and that also. And then the third thing, which is item number 200 and I haven't looked at it. So that's why you just see this process is not valuable. So you give up completely. But when you start mind mapping and if you're only talking to say your accountant, you know all that you need to talk to him or her is in that one section. Then you go to your HR, everything is available there. So I'm a dyslexic, so I'm naturally disorganized. So having systems like this uh, really, really helps because then I know that I would be capturing everything in that section. So based on your mind map, your to-do apps will actually give you those different projects. But I would not, uh, almost 10 years I've been using mind maps, but I would not start to-do list without having the base structure because for every person you have to find your natural style of picking things. There are people I know who can make that, those long to-do lists and they can just function. But uh, yeah. probably you know, I'm not that a person and I have absolutely accepted that. <laughs> So clearly the lists are not working. So another thing I was talking, I was talking to this person who was uh, heading digital marketing for future group for many years. And two days back, we had this conversation and he said, you know, Aditi, if you ever tell yourself that I require 26 hours instead of 24 hours to do the work that I need to do, that means you're being a perfectionist. I'm like, what does that mean? He said, you can delegate a lot more. Your name is Pavan Sarda, dear friend of ours. He said, you know, you are unwilling to give those parts that other people can do for you. And that perfectionism, your desire to get those things in the exact manner is where th this is a feedback mechanism for you. So you just look at it. If, if you want more time and you're not able to manage, you are not delegating enough. So, yeah, of all things that I have tried to achieve in my life, this is one thing that I would give myself credit at, which is delegate. This was so difficult because you like things and the, the thinking is that, you know, I'll spend five days teaching this one to do it. I will do it in half a day. Right. <laughs> and that half a day, half a day, half a day, you kill yourself once you do that. Second, you do disservice to people you hire or people who are working. Wow. So Can you explore this? Yeah, yeah. Tell this yeah. more about So it. I actually changed my way of working and how I delegate for the people in my company and not for myself. So say when I hire a marketing manager or even, of course I know marketing, I've done marketing and branding for so long, right? Mm -hmm. But this person is 
uh, is depending for her career growth from this company and what I tell her. Right. If I don't give her things and if I don't let her make mistakes and I don't let her learn, mm-hmm. um, there are two things that will happen. This person is going to become property mm-hmm. and uh, the company won't benefit because mind is a very beautiful place. You don't know what comes from which mind, right? Absolutely. You need to let those things be something because sometimes, some years ago, my boss let me, gave me that space. Right? Wow. And second, I'm going to die. And I'm going to do same things over and over. I need to, my job at Winkley is, and I believe in, I've taken the point. My job is that whoever I hire, I tell them, you have to make me redundant. Mm-hmm. I want to become redundant in you. So then I can go do new things about this. Right, right. You know? Absolutely. So that is one thing that I have actually done very mindfully. Wow. And I've realized right. That the more I delegate, the more Pinkley grows. Um, it's amazing. And the more it grows, the wow. happier I am. And the joy <laughs> I see when people achieve things, when I see wow. them, you know, get things. For there is nothing that makes me happier than somebody turning up and saying, "Hey, you know what? Let's do this." I love that. I love that trait in people. Mm-hmm. But that trait doesn't come on its own. You need to create that. Create the environment for people to come and tell you that. Yeah, you can't say, you know, the journey with Pinkley is so interesting and fascinating that I'm sure you would have received so many offers from investors. It's a, it's a growing business, but you chose to not go down the route of being receiving funding from people. Is there any specific reason for that? Uh, I believe in a very simple logic. I need to know my shit first before I go asking for anybody's money. Mm-hmm. I am very, very Look, I'm very clear on money. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I value every rupee I earn. So if I give that much value to what I earn, imagine the value that I give to a third party. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's very simple. The day I know that I can make your money 10x, that mm-hmm. day I'll come and ask. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll give you an example. Yeah, you should go and check out that Bangalore store videos and current mm. Bangalore. It's a beautiful store. I can lay my lay my hand on my heart and say it's <laughs> one of the best stores in the country. Wow. Um, it, it's beautiful. Okay. And every day, at least five calls come for franchise. Every okay. day. I'm not sick. Okay? okay. I want to open here, there. And our answer is no. And you know, uh, why is it no? Because I want to open five stores, make them profitable, mm. know what works. Mm-hmm. And then ask you to put your money and then make money with that. We have a very super responsible person <laughs> when of it course. comes to so, so that's the reason why I have not gone for investment because, uh, and and when I think I'm ready, like now I know I'm ready, you know, I, I know what we are doing, we know what we are doing, we know who we are going after. Uh, it's also important that um, funding is not just about money. Look, a business needs so much more than money. Money right. is a byproduct of what you put. So rather than just funding, uh, I would be open to a partner. Right who kind of bring, partner. Yeah, who can bring strengths. And strengths mm-hmm. can be very, very different. It could be manufacturing strengths. It could be uh, money plus that. It could be strategic. Hiring. It could be a lot of things, right? So it's not that, that I'm close to funding. Yes, to a point I was. 
uh, because uh, I first wanted to figure out what I am doing, right? You know, and 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 be convinced that this model works. Now mm -hmm. that I am, uh, yes, of course, you will hear a lot about funding, a lot of funding, right? That's the news that media likes to cover. Uh, mm -hmm. But tell me, how many funded businesses actually become really big? Very handful, right? Okay. Uh, but then go see all the traditional businesses when this funding was not a buzzword there mm. were traditional debt sources and all of that right how grounded these businesses have been because right. they were given time to uh, find uh, their roots and grow and make mistakes and improve yeah do you know what is common between michelle obama the ceo of facebook sheryl sandberg pop icon Lady Gaga and Tom Hanks, the Academy Award winner, their imposter syndrome. If you haven't heard this term before, let me tell you what it means. It's the sense that people feel they don't deserve their achievements. They think they will be found out by people around them and they are the imposter. They are the frauds in a situation. They just feel they got lucky to be where they are. They do not have the talent or skill set or the competence to achieve what they have achieved. Now, this feeling is such a private thing. Rarely do people speak about it, discuss it in public, but most leaders experience it. If you and your team has been experiencing it, then this is what you need to keep in mind. In 1970s, two psychologists in the US came up with this concept where they realized that women, in spite of being successful, do not feel that they deserve to be in that room. And that is mainly because what we are told constantly by people around, you know, do you deserve it? Should you not be lesser than certain kind of people? Your talent, your abilities, your background does not support where you're at. And these are norms which are fed in our minds over a period of time. We don't do it consciously. Obviously not. We do it unknowingly. But if it is not found, if it is not caught at the right time, then imposter syndrome can turn into a bigger problem where in spite of achieving all the success, you start fearing success, you start avoiding success and you may wonder why would somebody do it. But imposter syndrome can make you do that because if you become more successful, the chances of being found out would be bigger and the stake would be higher. Now what you can do? is any area where you feel that you have been simply lucky to be here. You don't have the talent. You do not have the skill set. Sit down and in that area, create a recipe. Write down step by step, why do you do whatever you do? Now you may say, but I know how to do it. Yeah, but when you feel the imposter syndrome, it's exactly what you forget that you know it or not. But sit down and create a recipe. Now, when you're creating a recipe, you'll realize that the 80% process, you know, but 20%, you somehow manage it some at the last minute. You do not know exactly what to do. And the imposter is actually feeding on that 20% that you do not know how to do. So instead of simply telling yourself, no, no, there's no fear, fear is wrong. Just identify that 20% or 10%, that part where you struggle genuinely. Because if you know, if you identify it, 
you can do something about it you may learn from other people how to fix that problem build that skill set by practicing it over and over again or even go and talk to your team or authorities around you and tell them that this is the area where i struggle i would like to improve it change it or at least till i figure it out let me have someone with whom i can share this responsibility now to break it down in an example you might know how to creatively present an idea you might know how to pitch but you do not know how to create the billing aspect of that presentation you don't know how to do the commercial aspect of that presentation and in that case people tend to either completely avoid making the presentation or they do it but avoid talking about that one area why do we do that because they don't want to be found out so the simplest way of doing it is avoiding it or pushing it under the carpet or throwing it on someone else but when you sit down and create that recipe then you'll realize it is not as scary as it seems if you want to know more about how to deal with imposter syndrome then join me on linkedin i am currently creating a special program which is mini apt mental gym experience on linkedin every week i talk about one topic that can help you solve or resolve one area and this week i'm going to talk about imposter syndrome so come do check it out you'll realize some interesting aspect about your imposter syndrome that you never knew check it out your next question ah uh, my next question was that i have a one track focus so when i'm running pinkly i'm running pinkly that's all that i want to do i sleep pinkly i drink pinkly i eat pinkly <laughs> and uh, but that's not good you need a balance and like for example uh I will find time to work on Pinterest till 4 a.m. and then again get up at 8 a.m. and start working. Uh, but I will somehow keep procrastinating about uh, going to the gym and you know giving mm-hmm. myself that time. Now one would say, "Oh, you're being lazy." No, no. When I used to gym, that's all that I would do. So it is right. when I was like fitness was the thing. Fitness is all that I would do. I would eat right. I would go as I just you know become obsessed. So how to attain a balance? so balance as we all know is not that one time job balance is that every day reclaiming and renewing your contract and your ideas with balance is what happens people say that about marriage also they said okay you know great couples are those who get married once in the beginning but they keep renewing their vows every 6 months 3 months depending on you know how how evolved they are as people and the same thing is with balance or the whole idea so one thing for sure about you is you cannot function without conviction so yeah. you know some people do things because they're the right things to do they're the good things to do but you require conviction but for some reason you have chosen to believe that i can have conviction about one thing at a time which i do not agree with even looking at your handwriting i don't think that is a great idea for all of us we can be multi passionate we can be multi uh, curious about topics and things so you need to find what is your next curious target when it comes to your physical health mm. and that need not be about your weight loss it need not be about a certain kind of skin like for me i i practice yoga and you know every time i i look at my practice it's not about how many surya namaskars can i do it's just about how how can i be smoother more easy in that one posture that i am struggling with right now and that's the target the target need not be external it can be completely internal so if you if that works for you then picking up 
three or four areas where you're pursuing something, you're learning something. It is that intense involvement that you get to or have a trainer who allows you to go there or takes you there is what I think would work with you the best. But doing it only as a full-fledged idea, one thing or the other, is what you have done till now. But you can challenge it, you can question it. And I, I think it works a lot for me. I have trainers and teachers who are really, really committed to the craft that they believe in. And they just make the process so much more interesting and challenging every now and then. So you're growing with them. And that's the most amazing part. Yeah, I, yeah for me, you're right. Uh, I, I, see, I see things in completion. You know, like I want to achieve them as a whole or I don't want to do them at all. <laughs> Agree, uh, which is uh, uh, which can be counterproductive because you know you don't you, you don't even get to you you at least like for me I'm like okay when I'm gymming no first day of the gymming I'll be first day on cross trainer I'll be like bus अभी मेरे को ऐसा एक नया पिंकले का कलेक्शन लॉन्च करने का है और मेरे को इसको मॉल्डीव में पहनने का है और मेरे को इसका फोटो क्या अभी नेक्स्ट स्टार्ट लुकिंग फॉर टिकेट्स ना मैं तुम कर क्या रहे हो यार तुम कर क्या और इसी में से तुम पेल होते हो अभी वहाँ yeah, what's the point now? I will go make a new collection anyway, then I will find models to shoot for it in Maldives, then I'll go do that. So my fitness journey goes for a loss. So that way I But if you pick pick your internal target and if you're you know, also yeah. I have seen this with tough people, you require tough teachers. If the teacher is like accommodative and yeah. softer and all of that, discipline yes. But if the, the teacher is really challenging you every now and then and you know pushes you to a limit where your ego is crashed, then you realize that oh I have so much more to learn. And I I pick such teachers. If if my teacher agrees with me after like five, seven times, I start feeling concerned. I'm like, oh my god, how I'm gonna grow and how I'm gonna go to the next yeah. level. I agree. Yeah. I feel so, you. I, mean, <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> so in the mental gym, we have this concept called accountability partner. So mm. we pick up, we pick people and we just have buddies for them from the part, participants itself. But that, that whole concept works so beautifully. So my trainer, my workout trainer, weight training, he is my accountability partner and he makes sure that I take that journey. My yoga teacher is my accountability partner on other area. So I cannot be like fooling them because they know whether I'm putting efforts or not. And I have this discussion with them. Okay, so what do we see? Can I learn this? Or can we keep, keep this learning goal as my next target? Because I'm like constantly yeah. a curious yeah. cat. So I, I keep jumping. So I, it helps to have people who keep score. And to have smaller goals, you know, like rather always. than saying that. Always I'm... incremental growth instead of like that big target. Like I... You know, people talk about high performance coaching and they're like, what results are you getting to and what are you achieving? I'm like, yeah, that's great. But it's not only about where you reach, it's about how you feel and how engaged were you with the process. So I, I always say you always be process driven first and result oriented second. Both things yeah. are important, but you can't miss the process. And in personal journey more so, because like when I think about Pinkley, uh, you know, with Pinkley, I am... Uh, I am actually very different, you know, I, I, I have a bigger picture, but I also have everyday shortcuts, okay, mm-hmm. and uh, and somehow I am way forgiving of other people, you know, in my team, if those goals are not achieved, I'm like, we'll start on it again, okay, but when it comes to yourself, 
you know mm. uh, you tend to be harder mm. and and also because you're alone in that and organization the way i see an organization uh, i see an organization like a centipede you know with 100 legs only if you have it, uh, the best organizations are are centipedes they are not your you know singular leg structures mm. uh, but as a person you tend to be a singular individual and your personal goals you are the you are the teacher you are the critique you are the uh, appreciator everything so you have to be more so mindful to make smaller yeah it makes and a also, lot of sense and also you just break it down if you realize that working with people works the best for you then find people with whom you would love waking up and you know seeing them and that will just solve the problem we don't have yeah. to solve all the problems by ourselves and personal growth journey especially you know i do not post a lot of my personal journey like where am i going my personal goals ever on social media the, the thing being is private is something that you want to work towards thereby your own observation your own enjoyment is the only target that you keep hitting every single day you are so right about that yeah yeah when i think about the times when i used to actually have a very nice physical uh, you know uh, regime was the time that it was more than just that regime like you know at one point i remember i was going through a very rough patch in my life i had uh, i had quit a job without putting a lot of brain into it and i I I didn't have anything else, but the only time I did this mistake, where you know I just quit a very good job uh, without thinking too much about it, and and the next thing I realized, oh my God, I am over, I was overpaid and overqualified, and now what, you know? So to figure that entire thing out uh, took me about six months of struggle, like really, really. And as a person, I cannot not work. like sabbatical is suicide for me like i am that person okay so i cannot not work people don't understand this and i'm like oh my god if you are going on a holiday yeah because i want to work you know so um so months no job no nothing no travel nothing was happening so i used to walk from my house to the gym which was 5 mm-hmm. kilometers to and fro every single day you know that time gave me so much clarity mm. uh, it was more than just physical exercise exactly exactly I, i started enjoying that time and then of course my job came back and the walk went out of the window <laughs> so we have to then find out these internal journeys that you can enjoy with yourself in the time that you work out and then the whole game would change for you yeah you're right yeah over to you next question Okay, my last question is uh, something something that I actually do very well in some departments, and in some departments I just know how to let go. Okay. Uh, so yeah, how to let go? When when is the time to let go? So it's a very tough question because if you are a persistent person, you genuinely. Be- believe that i will not let this go until i see what i have thought about now for me 
again going back to the process and result i learned this from yoga sutra it's a concept where you say the very moment you find yourself obsessing over something which means you're not doing the right thing but you're doing it because you have decided this is the right thing to do is where you have to start the process of letting go not when things break not when you achieve them not when you fail at it the very moment you observe yourself obsessing over it you become compulsive about the standards and it starts getting to you is where you realize that these things or these people or this work is controlling me is taking control over me and anything that controls us and absolutely drives us crazy is our choice is not what other people are doing is where we are saying this is the only standard or otherwise is horrible you know with your teams when when you choose to delegate or when you started that journey at some point in time they made mistakes and you realize oh i made a decision to delegate let me see how how i can improve it so their performance or their inability to perform became your feedback mechanism instead of only thinking about the work done or not done you started looking at oh what else i could have taught them how else i could have created a system for them to function better now that required you to take a few steps back now we can do that with work very very rarely people founders can do that with their work also some people struggle with that kind of you know losing connection but same thing is is with emotions in any yeah. relationship when we start becoming like obsessive about this is how it has to be done and all of us have been there we have done that but that personal journey is something or somewhere to realize that i can choose to be obsessive or i can choose to take a step back and let things happen and keep contributing wherever needed anything that we obsess over we will become compulsive and eventually it will lead to our ego stubbornness argumentative behavior the key of it is not what you achieve or what you lose the key is how you feel about it in the moment so well said quality that you know the moment you realize that you're obsessed about something you know that something else is controlling you and no more you are controlling it's a myth you're thinking that you are shaping it but it's actually shaping you right mm-hmm. um and that's a mindful trick you're right you're absolutely right but you know sometimes i also feel there's a flip side to it mm-hmm. uh to actually achieve something dramatic or to mm-hmm. cut through the crowd or to cut through the norm you know um uh, if you are not passionate and there's a very thin line between passion and obsession there is you know a lot there of times that uh, i've pondered about it and and till the time you you don't have laser sharp focus and laser sharp passion and love and complete adoration for that any particular thing like you know forget work work gets very heavy duty and all of that and all of that like you know i see people and i see a lot of friends around me in my circle you know uh people who have had body transformation you know they have gone from these you know uh, really different looking people to these really well toned and uh, you know and i see them the way they talk the way they talk about everything about every gram of food that goes into their body and you know right. uh, the reps that they do it is obsessive compulsion you know but then you see the result you see these people as greek gods and greek goddesses and i can tell you for one uh had they so what i'm trying to say is that i find my belief is that uh if you are just okay about something and you let it let you drive it and let it drive you you are 
going to only come to a certain stage with it but if you and, really want to and this is what i want to question sorry to interrupt you but this is what i want to question so we have standards in our society where people are either obsessive compulsive showing results or people not being compulsive and showing no results but there is a midway where you can be intensely involved and still completely detached because we do not have the midway practiced by many people and you know talking and showcasing that we do not believe that it is possible but intensely involved is you be, you are completely passionate about it you do not miss a single bit of that journey but when the journey is over it's over i'm going to give you a quick example can you see the wall mural yeah. i did it in covid i do line art in general and i have spent hours it's like 9 12 feet the whole thing it just took many many hours and i was like you know about to complete where i started traveling and in the corner my sister was missing me a lot and she decided to fill in those leaves which were empty it so happened that the marker she used completely was off and it spoiled that part it just changed the color and when i looked at it my first thing was like i wish it would have happened the way i thought because i was so involved every stroke which is so closely traced requires concentration meditative all of that all of that but when i saw that as a patch i'm like i have a choice to obsess over it or look at it as like an accident that is done and you just like you know you did your best and that is like that detachment and i didn't even think about it it happened and in the moment i said okay fine no worries you're missing me i understand and then i thought about it i'm like oh my god knowing me who was compulsive person would have been like but why did you touch it how could you all of that would have happened but this is that whole whole constant regulation that you do to understand can i be intensely involved but at the same time slightly you know as back yeah. on the same journey yeah yeah oh that is that that would be the yeah that is nirvan you know to be able to uh, you know i would do that the same thing but for me it won't yeah. be detachment it would be exhaustion pas ho gaya yaar chhod do you know you know you know i, I like i have given up on you and i'm given up on yeah. the thousand things you are but you're right you're right you're absolutely right and that is the way it should be that is the way and also something that you say about uh because we don't talk about that norm or that part of population which is trying to balance it out in their way and not show you hyper results we think that is the vindication of success or that exactly. is the idea of success you're so right about that because we somehow we somehow uh, anything less than super perfect becomes mediocre it doesn't become yes. normal exactly and that's what if we start like the whole objective you know we don't talk about mental health uh, i talk about mental fitness because i believe every single person must have mental fitness to challenge themselves every now and then and we don't have to wait for things to break down we just have to genuinely pick ourselves wherever we are and start figuring out what works for us how can we get to that next journey next target and enjoy the process if you're not enjoying the process easy then it's not worth doing anything absolutely i agree and but that's a very very uh, very high order self understanding which each of us should work with and i completely agree with you that uh, uh, and i believe that also to a large extent that uh, so called you know end goals or success milestones are far and few most of your life is spent in the journey absolutely uh, if you absolutely. don't make it worthwhile what are you doing Like, what are the three things only Daisy can teach us? Only that would be too presumptuous. But <laughs> uh, 
how to find the opportunity in adversity. Okay. Everything that life throws at you uh, is has has something going on. Everything, you know, um, it can be, uh, yeah, yeah. My entire life is made of that. I have, uh, I have literally every time that I have hit a roadblock, I have taken it and believed that there is something good. And only when I've believed, I've looked at it in that way and invariably I've found. And you know why I've found? Because there is always light at the end of the tunnel, right? right. So, uh, but if you condition your mind, right, when you are in the tunnel, that the light mm -hmm. will come, that journey through the dark tunnel becomes easy, if that makes <laughs> sense. Of course, of course. Yeah, so that's one thing. And... Uh, what is I always, I also tell myself that, oh, if the tunnel exists, that means I have to find the light and that's why this yeah. problem exists in front of me. So that's my job to find the light and no matter how difficult it feels, you stay in the process, keep challenging. Oh, if I haven't found the light, which means I haven't done what I need to do. Just like a little mental game I play. But that's actually very right. There's a tunnel, there has to be light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can... Uh, you can make your life for what you set your mind to. Anything that you Any, believe in. Anything. Anything. It was the 12 standard school trip from my convent that they got us to Bombay, Goa. It was the first time that I saw ocean. They brought us oh. outside, outside Taj Dance and, and they made us sit there and they said, you know, and, and they just gave us those softies, you know, to eat and all of that. And I just looked at the <laughs> I was looking at Tajlands and I was looking at the ocean and my friend just sent me this three days back. My best friend who was with me then, now she's in Canada. She said, you were sitting there and you said, you know what? I'm going to live here someday. You know, oh I'm going God. to live here. That is all that my goal was. I love the ocean. It was the first time I was seeing the ocean and I'm like, this is endless. This is so good. I want to get out of that city. You know? I want to make something. Uh, it didn't take me long. It took me about... 15 years to get here but I am and I stay very close to Taj Lansen and uh, uh, you know I'm getting uh, goosebumps oh my god uh, the little child's I, dream coming it, through yeah, so I've actually uh, I'm very proud of what I've made in my life mm -hmm. uh, I have and, and I'm, I'm a um, uh, for reasons that I very very 500% uh, believe in I believe in with all my heart and I execute them. Like one of the things that actually I've written on my Instagram, so there's nothing to hide there. So is that I come from a place where people do big weddings, you know, big weddings. Uh, that's the family, big Indian yeah. weddings, right? And I have been party to so many celebrations, 10 days, every day, six days. But I have also seen what goes behind the scenes. Right. Invariably, there are sacrifices, there are compromises, there is financial strain. And very early in life, I decided that I am not going to have my parents spend one rupee there is no gifting there is no nuisance there is nothing that's going to happen my parents were very upset when i grew up and all i said it's a change you you thought that you were you know principled and all i said nahi, mere usool hai bhai. Mere ye karna hai nahi hai, you know and my dad is like what are you talking usool and all and i said you lose that money and then uh, my mom always said that you know uh, no boy will marry you they'll all run away i said the right one won't run away oh. so um so when I actually decided to marry and when we married, uh, I didn't have even a, an opportunity or, or a need to explain to my husband because when you think that way, you attract such people, right? right. So mm -hmm. the entire wedding 
of course we had a nice reception we went one month to europe we, we had choices to make choices were my husband is like do you want a rake or do you want to go to europe i'm like okay let's and even so uh, you know there are things that i have done in my life that i believed very early on uh, so yeah <laughs> wow that's amazing that's just so empowering especially keeping the context in mind So, so yeah, that's all that I can teach you. That if you believe into something, follow through. You will find your way. Thank you, thank you so much. This was really, really. I, I, as you can tell, I really enjoyed the conversation. And also, being a fellow thirty-seven-year-old who has broken the norms and has chosen a career in subjects like graphology and now the mental gym. You know, like the whole process of creating something that people require or we require as a generation and believing in it no matter what the cost is without worrying about it is something i i relate to i resonate with and i'm so happy to find another crazy woman like that who believes in it fully i cannot wait to see you in person now yeah and i find it so interesting what you do you know more so why because last night when i was thinking about questions to ask you one of the things that i was thinking is that you know and i and i read up a little bit about what you do and and I, i'm like you know we live in a generation where content is being fed to us you know there is two kinds of content there's all those viral content that invariably yeah. you come across that you don't want to participate but you're party to it you know yeah irrespective <laughs> and then there is uh, there is this controlled life that people the narrative that people put out you know mm. so uh, beautiful maldivian photos beautiful bodies <laughs> you know beautiful marriages beautiful careers entrepreneurs you know all of that right it's 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 that so your world can become very very hyper stimulated from outside right so people like you uh, they tell people in a way to pause and think for themselves from within you know everything that you've told me in the last half an hour is about you know you have to set for yourself you have to think you have to decide your journey and i think um mental health is the biggest pandemic we are dealing with at this point at different spectrums across people so the work that you do eventually is going to be key for a lot of people so well done there thank you thank you so much i think it's it's for me it's not it used to be passion and i really had like these ideas about life but post pandemic it just turned into devotion it might sound very spiritual but it's what it is i feel every person who reaches out to us is ours is my responsibility to do whatever i can do and that has just changed that has transformed my life more than anything else so it's every day of that and i wish i hope i pray that i continue to do it till my last breath i don't know what it's in store but that for sure you will you will because there are a lot of vulnerable people who are reaching out to you in their yeah. own whatever and uh, and and when their vulnerabilities are not met with judgment but are met with help it always works thank you thank you so much thank you so much for being part of this journey after 220 episodes when i look back on this journey that we have taken together i feel so moved and grateful for all our listeners each one of you have been part of this journey that we have taken together sometimes you know i do not know who you are and what exactly do you connect with when we create these episodes but eventually when i get one message that captures that one moment from the podcast that one lesson that one learning i know everyone who's listening is connecting to the conversation the story if there is anything that you would like us to know 
about the podcast improve it in a certain manner or change some format you can write to me on write w r i t at aditisurana.com a new batch of apt mental gym starts next month if you're curious about how you can train your mind to be mentally and emotionally fit in india's only mental gym for high performance then do check out the website aptmentalgym.com i'll see you next wednesday with one more episode of the absolutely right podcast till then happy writing